to another episode of the Writer's Lounge. I'm Sarah Whitford, author of the Adam Fletcher Adventure Series, website developer, mom, and all kinds of things. And my co-host is Terrence Zepke, a prolific author of like 10,000 books. <laughs> Terrence, introduce yourself just to refresh our listeners. Well, I like the sound of the 10,000 books, but I, <laughs> I think it's actually more like... Um, 50 something now, but same yeah. thing, same thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just, but yes, I'm delighted to be your co-host for our, our show here. And we have a great show today, don't we? Yes, we do. And I, and I wanted to, I just wanted to emphasize, you know, who, who you are and how prolific you are and who I am and what I do, because today's, today's episode is all about the author's life. So what, what does that even mean? What is it, you know, what, before I became an author, when I was, you know, blogging and doing other different kinds of things and dreamt of being an author, I wondered what the author's life was like. And, you know, we don't, we get a lot of ideas about what the author's life is like from TV shows and movies and things like that. I know for myself, Murder, She Wrote, you know, I would see Jessica Fletcher and seemed like being an author for her meant every town you go to, somebody gets murdered. And, you know, also, she's invited everywhere, and she's always put in the penthouse suite. <laughs> yes, she I've is. never been placed in the penthouse suite, so, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I haven't had her experience so far, but <laughs> nevertheless, it's it's fun. And then, of course, I love Joan Wilder's experiences in Romancing the Stone. That's another one of my favorite. But we have all these these pop culture ideas about what it's like to be an author, but in reality, how is it different than 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 anybody else's life with any other job? And well, so, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were asking me. No, I, I'm, I am. I'm actually, I'm actually asking you a question, prefacing it with sort of the tie-in with some of the stuff we're going to be talking about today, which has to do with, you know, does it mean anything different for you when you're an author and that whole public versus private thing? And what do you have to say about that, Terrence? Well, it is different because you're considered to be a public figure to some degree. So when you got on Twitter before maybe and did, I won't say rants, but, you know, when you might have gotten on Twitter and gotten on a, you know, particular subject and, you know, kept going about stuff and all, that was different before, than before you were Sarah Whitford, author of the Adam Fletcher series. And the reason why is because you have a readership now. You have a target audience. You have a following, mm -hmm. if you will. So you have to be very careful with how you present yourself publicly because you don't want to alienate any particular part of the population. So at the same time, you also want to still be free to be able to voice your opinions and, you know, joke and communicate with friends and so forth. So it's kind of a fine line and there's some tricks and some tips and some thoughts that we have on that because, um, you know, um, and Sarah's much better with, with social media than me, but I will say this, I, even though I have a big following on social media, um, a lot of people I don't know, um, I have a lot of friends on there and all, but still I keep my page public. I don't put anything on that, that I don't care that the rest of the world sees. So I think that right there, um, I'm just going to say, I have like three things to say about this and I'm going to turn it over to Sarah. Okay. I don't, I don't think you should put anything offensive on anything that you've got out there publicly. Um, and that includes anything to with profanity. I see a lot of that where people seem to be 
very liberal with profanity. And again, I don't think that's the place for that if you aren't so inclined to use the language and all. I think, you you know, they just as an author, I think you just, you know, shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. um, nothing controversial, you know, and I'm talking, you know, politics and just so many things that you could think of anything that might be controversial. And if you're saying, if you're thinking right now, how do I know what would be controversial to somebody else? Well, use your common sense. When in doubt, just leave it out. You yeah. know, that would be my thought on it. Because just the, 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 the last thing I'm going to leave you with is that the internet is permanent. You could go in there and delete your Facebook page, but if you've been tagged or you've got things on the site, I mean, there's still some permanency to things that are have been posted on the true. internet mm -hmm. and they've been shared to other people and so forth. And so anyway, I'm just want to say that you, whatever you're putting out there, just think about this is forever and ever. So, you know, um, okay. So that's it for me. So Sarah, why don't you, you're much more of a social media, um, aficionado. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's, my feelings have been changing about that, Terrence. I think, I, I think I mentioned to you, um, that, you know, a couple of months ago I deleted my Facebook. I mean, I, well, first I deactivated it and then I realized, Hey, I'm actually happier not going on Facebook. And so then I thought, what would happen if I just deleted it? And actually, I did that a few years ago, um, and I was off the site for a couple of years. And um, th that time when I did it, it was over privacy concerns when there was, you know, a lot of the stuff coming out about how it was being used by the NSA and things like that. And I mean, who who wants who wants their whole lives under a microscope online? And um, and so, I, but then I ended up going back on the site because of family members and that. But um, again, a couple of months ago, I just finally said, this isn't even fun anymore, you know, and, and um, they've got a lot of issues. And so I deleted it, but, um, and I still have my Twitter and, um, you know, I have my brother, Sam, he jokes with me and he says, Sarah, you never have an unexpressed thought. And I mean, I do have a lot of <laughs> unexpressed thoughts, right? I have a lot of unexpressed thoughts, but nevertheless, um, Twitter is one of those places where I, I definitely find myself, I have to bite my tongue because there are so many times that I want to comment about things in the news or, or whatever, which is another reason. I also try to stay away from the news sometimes. I don't want to be, you know, a total rube and not know what's going on in the world. But, um, but, you know, as far as, you talk about alienating people and you can definitely do that. And nobody's changing anybody's minds online, you know, as far as social media and things like that. Um, and I think if anything, you know, using those things in those ways has made everyone so much more divisive and people, when they read, they're usually reading for one of two reasons. They're either reading to escape because they want to do something that's, you know, relaxing that takes them away to a world that's different than the one that they live in with circumstances and characters different than the people that they know, or they want to learn something. And neither of those cases are, are something that necessarily is going to be someone wanting, you know, to watch you shout about things on social media. Um, one thing I will say is obviously some people who, who that's their shtick, you know, having really controversial opinions about things will go for it. I mean, if that's your shtick, you got to do it. That's what people know you for, you know, but, but if you're writing fiction, um, unless it's a particular category of fiction, it's probably best that you, that you try to stay away from that kind of thing. 
Um, and it, what Terrence said, well, do it on your private page. Exactly. That's, that's so, true. Right. That's, yeah, that's yeah. very true. That's very true. But of course, depending on how big you get that private page, you know, things could, screenshots could be taken from that and posted online. If you could become a really big author and you say really controversial things on your private page, don't be surprised if someone doesn't get a screenshot of something you said at some point, even if you delete it, think about how often celebrities and, and politicians say bonehead things on Twitter. And then they, then they, We'll delete it, but it's too late because people have already gotten a screenshot of it, and that screenshot will be floating around endlessly. And it's like they can't ever live it down. They even if they apologize for it, it's too late, you know. Um, so you just want. And if they share that with somebody, like on Twitter, if they share that and you take it down, it's still out there, right? Well, if just sharing something with someone on Twitter, if you delete it, it's that it's gone. But that doesn't mean someone hasn't gotten a screenshot of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and on Facebook, you know, things that, that people have been tagged in and things like that. I think what happens is um, what their name still is there, but it's just that the, the corresponding page isn't there anymore. So that's, that's the difference. But I mean, there's also the, there's also the public, the public persona thing, as far as when you're out in the world, fortunately as authors, we don't have to deal with the same kinds of things that um, people who are, you know, actors and singers and stuff like that have to deal with we, we can go out and no one knows who we are you know <laughs> that's nice but um but but nevertheless if the people who do know who you are you you might want to be mindful also again you just have to use some common sense now you know. what's your thoughts on people when they use things like Facebook Messenger and all? What's your privacy guarantee when you're supposedly sending these private messages back and forth on social media? Well, first of all, you have no privacy, especially with something like whether it's Facebook or Twitter. And when you're using any of those messaging services, but for that matter, you know, any any web-based email service where you're using whether it's Google-based Gmail, whether it's Yahoo Mail, whether it's you know, uh, Microsoft's Outlook or Hotmail, uh, all of those services, the people who manage those servers could potentially have access to what, you, what you're sending. We know for a fact Google uses the things that you send because that's how they give you ads in your Gmail that are so relevant yeah. to what you're into. Um, you know, and, but when it comes to Messenger and, and Twitter, um, direct messages and, and things like that, I see, I've seen so many times people post screenshots of, of things that have come across on you know, on private messages on those sites. And so, you know, you might, it's one thing if you're, if you're messaging back and forth with your mom or your cousin or your sibling that, you know, isn't going to embarrass you by outing you as, you know, for instance, a big fan of the Backstreet Boys or something, you know, but like there's, there's, there's definitely a, a, a call, a cause or a call, excuse me, to be um, careful about what you are talking about indirect messages and private messages with people who you aren't super maybe close family with or whatever. Um, okay, frankly, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't even do any serious private conversations on any on online media. I don't have online private conversations that, that would be embarrassing to me if they got out. I don't say things on email or in private messages or anything mm -hmm. that would, could potentially embarrass me because I know that there is no real privacy online. Okay, so that's a good point. We've talked about the privacy, and basically you just should be aware that there really is no privacy once you post something online, especially, you know, to a social media site. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about, and we've already talked about in a, in a previous show, we've talked about blogging versus social media as far as an effective marketing tool for authors. 
because there's value to both, mm-hmm. and we, 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 we've addressed that. But should we address real briefly that there is some value to social media for an author as long as they stick to, you know, relevant things? Because, you know, that's how you shout out when you have a new book, for instance. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's definitely a value to it, especially when you're just starting out and and things like that. You know, um, that's how you can share the fact that you're working on a book, that you've had a book come out. That's where you can deploy the army of your friends and family to share, you know, the post about it, hopefully with others so that it, it will help spread your reach beyond just your you know immediate circle right. so social media can be really helpful and I, for things like and that and i know that some of the people are some authors use social media to to sort of draw in fans by like maybe involving them in the process like what do you think of this book cover yeah. or what do you think of this character you know they they actually involve them when they're writing the story so that they can kind of be a part of the process in some way and that's done a lot of times through social media Right, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they create Pinterest boards for, you know, for their story and stuff. So there 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 is a good use for that. But what we're trying to sort of gently beat you over the head with here today is that you just must stop and think about everything before you post it now that you're an author, no matter what stage you are. And whether you just released your first book or your fiftieth book, you know, I mean you just always have to think you know, what you're posting. And, um, well, one more, one more thing I wanted to add really quickly. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but the, um, the, the liking of things don't, don't take for granted that people can see what you like on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube and things like that. So, um, you can go in and there's, there's settings that you can change, for instance, in YouTube to make your like history and your subscription history private, um, or whatever, which is especially helpful because I know that I've, in the past, I've had a friend, I have a friend who, um, her son watched face, uh, not Facebook, her Facebook, but YouTube. Her son watched YouTube on her computer a lot, and he liked so many videos, and he posted so many things. And they were, fortunately, they were they were pretty they were pretty innocent, you know, benign things. But you can imagine how embarrassing that could be, you know, depending on the kinds of things that you might watch on YouTube or that you might like. And when I say embarrassing, I mean it might be embarrassing because you're watching you know, things that might be political and you don't want your politics to be out there. You might be watching things about how to deal with a particular problem in life or, you know, health or what. I mean, just you you never know. And so um, just be mindful of the fact that people can see what you're doing online, whether it's, you know, liking something or actually posting something um, and that sort of thing. Oh, I do have two last things to, to say here. One is that just touching on this is that Social media, if you're wanting to use it as an author, you have to make sure that you're using the right social media or it's a waste of your time. Yes. And social media can be a huge time suck when you get on there and you start reading things that people have posted and you click on links maybe or you do this or that, you know, and you get caught up in things. So, you know, you need to use your time wisely because you're stretched very thin trying to trying to do so many things now as an author the way the world is. but. If you're, for instance, um, writing YA books, then Facebook is a waste of your time. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, and there's so many, so many things out there. Um, and, you know, so like if you're a travel writer like me, you should probably be on Instagram. 
mm-hmm. and, and posting pictures of things and all. Um, and so, I mean, you just, you have to make sure you know where your target audience is and just pick one or two things and just kind of be diligent with it because you can't spread yourself. I tried this when I first did it. You know, I tried to get on everything. I was on YouTube. I was on Facebook. I was on Pinterest. I was on Twitter. You know, I've done all this stuff. And one, I'm not very good with social media, but two, you can imagine trying to cover all those bases. I just failed miserably. Yes. I mean, (laughs) so. You know, this is why, this is why, you know, it was some good advice I heard from different people who were smarter than me at the time about the online marketing stuff um, is that it's so important to build a a mailing list um, of your readers as, as much as possible and as early as possible. Because for instance, with, you know, a lot of the social media sites, you can post something on Facebook, you can tweet something, you can put something on Instagram, but all of that stuff moves by quickly. And in some cases they don't even show you everything. Someone posts because they're, they're, you know, for instance, Facebook wants people to boost posts and they only show posts to a selective audience and, um, and, and sometimes not at all. And so, um, it's really good though, when you have that mailing list that you can, um, when there's a book that's going to come out or whatever, you don't have to worry about Facebook getting the word out for you or other social media sites. You can use all of those, but you also can just send an email directly to your readers. Um, and that's a, that's huge when you own that and, and you don't have to worry about, social media being the gatekeepers between you and your readers. Okay. So the last thing I want to make sure to mention here is that (laughs) I am very proud to, to be a small part of this. Um, Sarah have, after she closed down Facebook and decided that Twitter wasn't very effective for authors and started really thinking about, you know, a good forum for authors to have, she has launched a social media site just for book people. And I think that's really wonderful because there are some, obviously quite a few uh, book sites out there. Um, but we were talking about like, you know, K boards, mm-hmm. how that's just gotten so big. Yeah. I can't even find anything when I go to search for a certain topic and people seem to get really off topic, really easy. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of things. Here. So we were looking for something that was a smaller, significant, focus yeah. here. And Sarah has created this. And I am, like I said, I'm just, she's offer, Yeah, she's asked me if I would help with this and all. And I'm, I would, I'm just thrilled to be a part of this oh, thing. I'm so, so. Excited. But this is Sarah's baby. So I'm going to let her tell you more about <laughs> it. I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned it since this is a topic about social media and finding the right forums and how to handle yourself once you're on those forums. Take it, take it away, Sarah, and explain to everybody what you've, what you've done here. Oh, yes, absolutely. So this is something that I did because, I, you know, even though I've deleted my Facebook, I miss having a place to just post status updates about little things that I feel like posting about. Because, you know, I don't want to bombard my readers every time I have some observation about something or that I see something cute or clever that I want to make sure I can. I keep track of and that is there if my readers want to see it, um, but I have a place to post it. So I created this site um, called mybookchat.com and it is in its infancy. There is not much going on there yet, um, but I hope that it will, it will be something that will be useful to a lot of people. I know that for myself, I first, I started writing my first published novel, not my first novel. I started trying to write novels many years ago, but I started writing my first published novel um, in 2014. So we're coming on five years. And, um, so it seems like it's a perfect time for this. And I learned so much from 
discussion forums and from social media and from books by, you know, other independent author publishers and things like that. And I love having an easy place for people to go for answers when they're just starting out and whatnot. Kboards is great. And I've, I've used Kboards in the past, but like Terrence says, it, it, it has gotten so big. And then there's also there's also people on there who are really kind of snarky and not very nice. And, um, and so one goal that I have for my book chat is that it's a friendly place. We want this to be a fr not just friendly, but family friendly. So there's not going to be you know, profanity. There's not going to be explicit conversations taking place on there. I don't want people posting there about their erotica books or their, you know, books that have even really explicit violence or things like that. I just want to keep it nice and clean and, and friendly. And um, so there's a forum. With, but this, it's about everything about books, though, right? You don't yes, just have to be an author. That's exactly to right. Come and utilize it, right? right? There's a section for bookworms, you know, for for books that, you know, whether it's you, you want to talk about what you're reading. If people want to ask me about my Adam Fletcher books and talk about the characters, or if they just want to talk to each other about the storyline and the characters, they can do that. Um, Terrence is hopefully going to have a forum on there having to do with her travel books and maybe her ghost books. I don't know. And um, and then there's so there's there's definitely sections that are going to be on there about reading. And I welcome others to, you know, come on there and post things about um, whatever they're reading, um, what they recommend, things that are uh coming up for promotion or new releases and things, but also, as we mentioned, a section for writers, publishers, and that's going to cover all kinds of things from writing, publishing, marketing, website stuff, because y'all, I'm a website developer, and I'm happy to answer questions whenever I can, because um, I know a lot of the tech stuff about writing um, that I knew before I even got into being a, a full-time a writer. So anyway, I'm glad you mentioned the site, Terrence, and, um, and I, I hope... Uh, I hope it'll be something that will be helpful to folks, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what we can make of it. So, again, that's mybookchat.com. Yeah, mybookchat.com. So, and you haven't probably seen it since since we talked last night, Terrence. But I've I've it looks different now than it did last night. I totally did a new theme and everything. So, yeah. I love Sarah. Sarah can do anything creatively and she's a website designer and she used to be a magazine editor and I mean she's got all this experience so she when she does something she does it right oh. so this isn't just somebody out there trying to learn you know how to put up a, a website or social media site or something Sarah knows what she's doing I've been doing uh, website stuff since 1996 when I was like if we're going to use your terms when I was like five years old yes. <laughs> no when I was I in college born yet when you were doing it there. <laughs> I was in college when I got started 1996 so it's been a long time so I, I mean I, I've, I've seen it all I've done just about everything when it comes to website stuff um, but anyway so okay I, you weren't expecting this but I feel like we have to talk about this really quickly Terrence so I'm sorry to bring this on you it's not it's not a big deal but this is called the author's life so I feel like we should talk about something more than social media because you and I both can agree social media is not our life um, and website stuff is not our life so tell tell me and tell tell our listeners and I'll, I'll talk about it too what what do you think makes your life different than anyone else's like for instance when you get up in the morning uh, what what separates your life from other people's well I mean you're not the beautiful thing about it is you're not going in to work, yes. you know? So, I mean, you work at home or some people like to go to a, 
cafe or wherever we've talked about this during the writer's journey where mm -hmm. people sometimes can't work well at home or whatever, but I work well at home. Yeah. I like home. I don't want to have to go out and get dressed and go somewhere to write because otherwise I could, you know, have a job. So that's the beautiful thing, mm -hmm. but you have to be very much of a self starter to, to do that because you can easily get distracted. Mm -hmm. So many things when you work at home and, and you're on your own. So that's a little different. And my hours, you know, I hear these stories about authors that get up and start writing at 4 a.m. And, and they, they write on till about, you know, 10 or something. And, and, and that's not my best creative time. No. So I don't do that. <laughs> I can work all hours of the night, but I'm not getting up at four in the morning to start writing because you wouldn't want to read anything that I wrote <laughs> at that time, yeah. you know, I mean, but there's, there, there's just, there is a lot of differences because, you know, and you don't have a paycheck. So your income is reliant on writing your books and all. So that's a good motivator. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I, I'm trying to, there's so many ways it's different. And like you said, when you're putting yourself out there, you have to think of everything you do with the public persona. Um, and you have to learn some things. I mean, Sarah and I have learned so many things by trial and error. Um, because yep. things that work for one, one writer may not work for another writer. And I mean, even if you're writing in the same genre, it's amazing that things can be so different between different authors and all. So um, there's just a lot that's different, I think. Um, and you have to wear a lot of hats. People think, you know, I, I have people tell me it must be really nice just to sit around in your sweatpants and, you know, Eat, eat, eat chocolate and mess around on the computer or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I work, you know, 18 hour days. People don't realize the research that's involved in writing pretty much anything. I mean, it's anything. Yeah, yeah. anything. If you want to write anything and give it any realism, even if it's something that's taking place in current times and it's about something that you know all about, you still are going to have to do some research because you're inevitably going to run into something that you don't know. Um, that, yeah. you know so this that's just part of it. But I second everything that you say. I love working in my pajamas. I didn't go to bed until four o'clock last night, although I wasn't up writing. I was up working on my book chat and also I was working on some website stuff for an, an, one of my website clients. Um, and so, um, but it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's so nice and it's so rewarding. And, um, and but it's a lot of hard work. People should know that, yes. you know, when you go in, it's not cushy, it's great, Yeah. but there's a lot of work that goes into it. Just like anything that you're going to be successful at yep. is going to require a lot of work and you have to learn a lot of things. I mean, like Sarah has dragged me kicking and screaming learning about how to write blogs and how to maintain my website and how to, you know, use social media to some degree. And I mean, you know, it's just, you know, there's, there's a lot you have to know, um, you know, to, to do, to beyond just sitting down and writing a book. Mm -hmm. That's just a small part of the equation. That's my favorite part, the research and the writing, not so much all the rest of it, but that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and once you get to a certain point, you can hire people to help with a lot of the stuff and, and that's helpful. And you should, um, I would not, I know that you can create your own website now and all, but I wouldn't want to do it. And I'm not just saying this cause Sarah's on the other end of this, <laughs> but I would never have gotten where I am now if Sarah hadn't created my, my two websites. I mean, I just, 
you know, I can't even fathom if I had tried to do that on my own. Um, and, and it depends on what you're trying to do. Cause, and I know I don't want to get too sidetracked with this, but if you want to do a lot of fancy things on your site, like I have a Halloween countdown clock and I mean, I've got my, my travel podcast and all these different things on the site and that's just hard to do on your own, mm-hmm. if, unless you know a lot about code and widgets and plugins, or if you're and... not afraid to play with it, because because <laughs> I, I definitely have some a project that'll be coming out in 2019 where I will be talking about how authors can create their own websites because not all authors, especially starting out, have it in their budget to hire someone, and so I want to be able to help give people the tools to know what they need to do and how to do it. Everything from like domain registrations and hosting and um, different types of different types of hosting platforms and CMS and um, SEO and all the different things that they need to know, plugins, you know, everything. So um, anyway, yeah. Okay. Okay. And one thing I do want to mention is we have, Terrence referenced it earlier. We do have podcasts going back to 2014 from a writer's journey. So we did two seasons of a writer's journey and then we we took some time off from doing any podcast and we started a new podcast because I'm at a different place now as a writer than I was when we started a writer's journey. A writer's journey was all about me. Terrence was already an experienced author. She had already been published traditionally and had also done some independent publishing. Um, and so she was, you know, gracious and did that podcast with me and we took a couple of seasons talking about basically going from blank page to published and then the marketing and everything after that. So mybookchat.com is actually going to feature the archives of um, a writer's journey, but we're also going to make it the official home of um, writer's lounge. So you'll still be able to also hear them on our personal websites. And, um, and I'll give those to you after Terrence does her, her closing thing. But I just wanted to mention that, you know, in the in the coming in the coming weeks in the coming months, there's going to be all kinds of, of cool stuff at my book chat, including the podcast archive and articles and different things like that. So, uh, Terrence, you want to close us out, and then I'll I'll give our our contact info about okay. websites. Now, what I always try to do at the end of Writers Lounge is is uh, talk about uh, a a writer that everybody knows pretty well and talk about what their favorite drink is. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fun little thing I like to do. I found, so this one is Jack Kerouac okay. and you know, everybody knows him probably best for his novel on the road. Mm-hmm. And so what's really interesting about him was his favorite drink shocked me because it's actually, I, I mean, I don't know why this just, I would never have thought of Jack Kerouac drinking margaritas Really? But that's his favorite drink. Yes. That seems kind of like a well, a little bit of a prissy drink, but Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, you know, and and so, you know, it's just not it's a great drink, if you sure. like it, but it's it just doesn't seem like a Jack Kerouac drink, so that was <laughs> fun. But I'm going to post at the end of my post, I always put the little recipe for the drink. So, we because we've had, I mean, a lot of people know how to make a margarita, but we've had some interesting uh, author favorite drinks and all that people have, might not have even have heard of, let alone know what goes in it. Uh-huh. So I like to do that. That's just a fun thing I do because for some reason, authors really, most authors like to imbibe pretty well. So, uh, <laughs> and if it's not alcohol, it's tea. 
we're we're big fans of or coffee. So yeah, yeah so that that I mean that that's absolutely true. And so there's all, yeah. there's all kinds. We're not yeah. excluding you if you're not drinking alcohol because I don't drink much alcohol either. I do have it occasionally, but I also enjoy my tea, which is always at my computer or my coffee. Right. That's those are my. And things. you can drink a non-alcoholic margarita. There's that's, nothing. That's yeah, some of these are just them. But the last thing, um, I always close out with my quote. Yes. From Benjamin Franklin, a very wise man who said this great thing, I thought. He says, either write something worth reading or do something worth writing. There you go. Okay. I think this was a great show, Terrence. I'm glad we did it. And I hope that the listeners enjoy. And um, and so we we want everyone to know you can find me at my website, sarahwhitford.com. That's S-A-R-A-W-H-I-T-F-O-R-D.com. Or you can find Terrence at... TerrenceZepke.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E-Z-E-P-K-E.com. But you can also find her at TerrenceTalksTravel.com. And then the new website, MyBookChat.com. So we hope that we'll see you there. We thank you so much for joining us. All right. Until next time.